What you doing, America? What you doing, overseas people? It is Michael Loftus here with a brand new Loftus party. We got the uh, Liberty Gypsy, the Liberty Gimlet. She's she's changed locations this week. Ooh. Another undisclosed location. A very packed and full undisclosed location. The entire Gypsy family is here. Yeah. You got the whole brood. We're having a Gypsy family reunion, yeah. That, that's great. There's so many crystal balls, and there's so many gimlets, and there's so many head bandanas and wacky oversized uh, earrings. It's, it's, it's a Gypsy family reunion. It's what, 3 o'clock? I could use a gimlet already. Happy days. Happy, <laughs> happy days. Okay, we are just, we're going to rip this one. This is what we're doing. Uh, we're just going to tear into the news like a hungry beaver tears into a, a mid-sized maple. I don't know where. Where did that come from? I don't know, but it's just fun to say a hungry beaver. <laughs> okay, uh, here's what's been bugging me. I want to rant a little bit. I want to bitch a little bit. I want to moan a little bit. This whole thing with the fake news has just gotten way out of hand. Has got way out of hand. And I'm I'm tired of Jim Acosta. I said it on uh, the Twitter feed the other day. I'm going to make fun of this dude every chance I get. He wants to be in the spotlight. You get to be in the spotlight, you giant douche. <laughs> no one. I'll say this right out of the gate. Uh, no one is going to run around uh, shutting down newspapers because they don't want to know the truth. No one in, in, in America is like, just get them. Get them. They have a printing press. We have to quash them. Listen, we need a fair press. We need an honest and open fair press. It's when you got an agenda. It's when you got an agenda, you jackass. And, and the press has had an agenda against Trump from Jump Street. From absolute jump street. I go right back to the, like, it was like his first day in the Oval Office. They're like, he moved the the Martin Luther King bust. He moved the Martin Luther King bust. And they all just shit themselves over that. And like, oh, oops, there was the guy standing in front of it. I couldn't see it. That's just one example that I have. But but it's been an endless, constant stream of that. And for, for Jim Acosta to, to, like, try to make Sarah Sanders say what I want, say what I want, say it, say it, say it. It was like a, a, watching a little uh, effeminate bully attack a girl on the playground, like, say uncle, say uncle. And of course she wouldn't say it. Every, everyone wants a free press, you, you dopes. What are your thoughts on Acosta there, Gimlet? Um... Acosta needs to stop making himself the story. I saw clips from his tearful interview with Brick, Brooke Baldwin about... It's Sarah- un-American! It's un-American! <laughs> okay, first of all, if you're going to tweet out that I stormed out of a press conference because Sarah Sanders wouldn't say what I wanted her to say, I need footage of you actually storming out. You actually left when it was over. Stop trying to be a hero. Um, that's number one. Number two, um, if you really want to be a hero, buy a cape and put like one A on the back and run around in the White House press room because that's about as effective as you are right now. Um, and at least buy one that matches your underoos, Jim. Got to match the underoos. Um, you know, last but not least, he's an activist. He's not a journalist. I mean, we knew this from the Statue of Liberty speech, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I just have zero respect for him. And every time the press tries to make the press the story, I, I just get that much less interested in them. Why can't anyone articulate it like we are? This is, the, this is why you're smart for listening to this show, you guys. This is why, pat yourself on the back, pull over, pat yourself on the back, use your turn signal, then get back on the car and drive safely. Ten and two, you guys. It's, it's the dumbest thing. I was on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, name drop a little bit, uh, Michael Steele yep. and Rick Unger have a little show on XM uh, Radio. Mm-hmm. Steele and Unger. Steele and Unger. You can listen to it on Love XM Satellite Radio. And before the election... Michael Steele was on holiday, and Rick Unger asked me to come in and sit in. It was so much fun. So I'm living in New York, blah, 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 blah. They, uh, I'm in the XM studios, and they get, uh, they get a, a journalist, a quote-unquote journalist uh, from, from CNN, calls in, talking to me and, and Rick Unger. And this guy's like, I, I can no longer uh, cover uh, the president without injecting my own opinion, He's, uh, I, or, or Donald Trump. Trump hadn't been elected yet. He's like, this guy, this guy, I can't cover him objectively. My stories are this. And he, he said it. It was just like, uh, just very flippant. And I'm like, well, then I go, well, then, dude, you're not a journalist. If you can't do it, you can't cover it. Like, if you can't cover him objectively, he was like making an excuse for I, I can't. My, my opinion is so strong and I'm so justified and right. I can't keep my opinion out of it. And then so I just casually go, well, then you're not a journalist. You know, you're, you're an opinion. You're writing an opinion piece, and Rick Unger shoots me a look like, "Hey, hey, hey, we treat him nice." And during the break, Rick Rick Unger's like, "We treat these guys nice when they call in." We could, and I'm like, I was being completely civil, but d- d- like, if you can't keep your opinion out of it, go write uh, an opinion piece, but don't call yourself a journalist. Well, exactly. So let let's take what happened. I can't remember because you know it's Twitter life. It was yesterday, the day before. Um, Trump tweeted out something about LeBron James in response to LeBron James's interview with Don Lemon, and in the <laughs> yeah. end, put "I like Mike." For anybody yeah. who was confused, that means Michael Jordan. It also means you were born after about 1986. But writing that newspaper story would have been LeBron James appeared on Don Lemon's show. Da 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 da. Here's what he said. In response to LeBron's comments, Donald Trump tweeted blank. That's the news story, and then anybody reading it can decide where they fall down on what they think about it. Yeah. That's never what happens. <laughs> Do no, you know what I mean? No, it's, it's, it's always the end of the world. It's always the end of the world. I'm tired of the Trump tweet news cycle as well. Mm. Like I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And, and here's why. I'll tell here's you why. why I don't. Go because ahead. the mask is coming off. The more, l- listen, uh, Trump is not a politician. He's, he's a New Yorker. He's a business guy who's got an unorthodox style, but it's worked for him pretty much in business. I still don't see how, I still don't see how uh, you lose money uh, on a casino. I, I always, <laughs> that's, that's the... Maybe it had more to do with it being in Atlantic City. Yeah, I think it probably (laughs) did. What a scuzzy, scuzzy little neighborhood. Uh, Anyway, I love that he hits back. I love that he hits back. 
and I love that he it's it's the best. Le, listen, when you watch the the LeBron uh and I I'm a huge LeBron fan. So am I. And I, I I think I think what he's doing with his school and inner city kids, that's awesome and that's how it's supposed to work. Hi. His money I'm where a, his mouth is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the government didn't make it, him do mm-hmm. it and no one's making him do it at the, at the point of a gun and there, it's not a socialist coming in and taking all his money. Nope. He's like, I'm going to help my community. That is badass. That is awesome. And I'm always going to celebrate it. Here's yep. where he went off the rails. He's sitting down to Don Lemon and he's like just talking smack about Trump. And he's like, yeah, I wouldn't sit down with him. I wouldn't sit across the table from him. I wouldn't do it. Like, okay, so... If if you're gonna call me, that's in in a way that's saying that like I'm such a, a horrible human being, you can't even sit down at a table with me. Well, okay, so you dislike me. Guess what? I dislike you too. Then, so now I'm gonna talk smack about you and the goofus who interviewed you. And in a wonderful, <laughs> in a wonderful twist, he picks sides and he goes, "I like Michael Jordan." So, and then Michael Jordan comes out, and, and like, because he and LeBron, there's that huge competition with those guys. That's the most right. boring conversation on the planet. Who's better, LeBron or Mike? Who's better, Mike. LeBron or Mike? So Mike, Mike picks, he goes, I'm with LeBron. So, in, so Donald Trump has voiced his opinion and brought the black community closer together. He's healing. Through his insults, he's healing. The NBA's a better place. You know what my... My biggest problem with that whole thing is... Huh. So, Don Lemon is sitting down with LeBron James to talk about the Promise School and all that great stuff you just talked about that LeBron is doing to give back to the community and do something really unique. Right? Yeah. I'm paying for the uniforms. That means those children are going to school in a uniform. This is going to be like a... You're going to be here, you're going to straighten up, you're going to fly right, education is important, you're going to get yours, and if you get yours, I'll pay for it. And you're not going to be judged by your appearance. That's what I love about the uniforms. I know. It's not like, hey, you're rich, you're poor, boom. I went to schools that had uniforms, and I went to schools that didn't have uniforms. There was a whole lot more sense of community and less differences between peers in the schools that had them than the schools that didn't. But my problem what was the this- what was the official uh, uniform of the Gypsy School? Was it a headband? <laughs> Actually, the I'm school kidding. I went to it was a navy blue skirt, had to be below the knees, and an Oxford top along with a cardigan. Boo! Yeah, Boo. I know. It wasn't even plaid. It was boring. Um, but w- the major problem I had with that interview is that it even got to Trump. What is political or what does Trump have to do with this amazing charity that LeBron is doing? Nothing. Nothing. Like, nothing why nothing. did Don Lemon even have to open that can of worms other than he's a freaking activist and he's going to bring anybody into that conversation that he can? Well, yeah. And then here's the funny thing. Like, they bring Trump into it. They bring Trump into it. Uh, Trump comments, and then they go, well, he's, he's, he's trying to use uh, sports to divide us. Look at him go. Look at him try to use. Okay. okay. And then, no, of no, course, no, 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 the no, Don no, Lemons no. of the world would say that goes back to the NFL and the kneeling and the blah, 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 blah. It goes back to ESPN, and it even goes back to some degree to Howard Cosell. 
the frequency of politics in our sports has definitely gone overboard. But you want to talk about divisiveness? They just gave that Jamel Hill a journalism award. Oh, oh, yeah. With the whole that that to me is just so (sighs) it's just so like boring and predictable and this whole little these i I say here's the thing man and and i i want to go on record as saying this i I follow that uh that se cup girl yep she's got a a show on uh, i think yeah yeah Yeah. headline news or cnn and she's like i I respect her I, i like her i've never met her all that stuff so she has like a monologue that she's done about the fake press and the president's attack. And she's like, this is important. You need to watch this. And I watch it, and it's like she's fallen for She's taken the bait, too. What we do is important. A free and open press is important to a democracy. Our a job is to question the president. Our job is to question the president. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, everyone gets it. Okay. And and the problem is the, the, the free and open press whose job was to question the president took a nap for eight years. And you've got an agenda, and we've seen your agenda. Like, Trump didn't start any of this crap. He is the result of it. He is a result of, we're the press. We don't like conservatives. We love the Democratic Party because we're all Democrats. So we're going to spoon-feed you a bunch of garbage and tell you it's true, lottie dotty dotty, and everything's wonderful when it's not. You've spent years lying. It is the fake news. It's the freaking fake news. So it's not like it's not like Trump just invented this crap. No. But he, he's done he didn't start it. He's the result. He's the result. Here's the other S E Cup is I'm not a journalist. But S E Cup is a commentator. We're all journalists. No, when the president no, 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 when the no, no, president no, 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 attacks no. us like this, Liberty. When the president attacks us, we're all journalists, and we all no. have to stand together. It's like Mika Brzezinski. It's like Joe Scarborough. All They're of a sudden, they all start calling them. I, yep. But all of a sudden, when they think because they're it's ego and they're narcissists. And they can't keep themselves out of the story. It's the president attacking us personally. Listen, I've said this before, and I must have not. Okay. I, I probably didn't do very. Uh, I wasn't didn't didn't do a funny job of doing it. But like when the president sends troops in to surround a newspaper and says, "Do not publish that." When the president uh, sends the Gestapo in to cut power to the New York Times, when he actually physically shuts someone down. Let me know. Let me know. But it ain't happening. All these douchebag journalists with their, the sky is falling. It's a personal attack. We're no better than Venezuela. Oh my gosh, he's Hitler. Shut up. You're so boring. You're so predictable. Oh, I'm fired up. Okay, freedom of the press means you can write what you want. You can say what you want. Now, there's certain legal definitions. You can't just outright defame, slander, or libel someone, which I think is a good thing. You have to be Mm -hmm. somewhat honest, right? Um, A free press does not mean you're admitted to every event. You ask a question. You automatically get an answer. You even get to ask a question. Like, Yes. A free press means you can write what you want 
you can report the way you want to report, it doesn't mean that anybody owes you anything to include reading or listening to you if we don't think you're worth it. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know how else to put it. I have, I mean, I write, I write for you, I, I write for a couple other places. Nobody has to read me. And I'm not a reporter. I don't break stories. I comment on what's going on in the culture, what's going on in the news, and what's going on in entertainment. And it comes from a perspective, and I'm not shy about saying that. The problem yeah. with people like Acosta is they can't even say they're coming from an, a perspective. And the thing that I found most interesting is they got all this feedback with these tweets that went on over the press conference. How about this? How about that? Oh, and the one with the Trump rally where he felt so intimidated. Whatever. Um, yeah. They got so then, much it, feedback. Yeah, let's look at all the times the people on the right have been attacked, kicked out of restaurants, shot, da-da-da-da-da-da. You don't cover these things, and we're supposed to care about people flipping you off at a Trump rally? Here's the best part. So. This this is the best example. This is the best example. So uh, th there's there's footage and it's making its way across the internet. Jim Acosta is standing there trying to do a live report. The camera slowly pans. There's like the bigger woman who's flipping him off, and there's other people going go home and you know screw you and they're they're they're, sh they're saying stuff, and the camera's panning right, and there's a dude in a red shirt with his cell phone up, and he's yelling, "Tell the truth." tell the truth, tell the truth, mm -hmm. over and over. Then the camera pans back left, back towards the bigger lady in the moo-moo, who's uh, much better for television because she's flipping him off and right. she's screaming obscenities. So uh, the, the day after this happens, Andrea Mitchell on MSNBC, because I watched that, because I watched the MSNBC, I need Sorry. my morning Joe. She's like, it's getting, it's getting scary. Someone's going to get hurt. And, and like, have and already so, been hurt. I know they have no. They have. It's like they have. They have no memory of a baseball field full of Republican uh, congressmen getting uh, shot. Can they we, have. They have zero memory of that. Can I give you another story? That hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I haven't made my point. Oh, I'm sorry. So Andrea Mitchell's like, it's getting dangerous out there because these people are. They're, they're attacking the press. They're attacking the press. She shows the footage. And when it gets to the part where, uh, where the camera pans right and the guy's yelling, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth, mm -hmm. they edit that out. And they cut back to the camera panning left. And I'm like, you have, you have completely, in that one moment, you, you, that's exactly what I'm talking about. They literally cut away from the guy saying, tell the truth, tell the truth. You have, a you have, an, you have an audience full of people demanding truth. From journalism and the quote unquote journalist did not tell the truth about that event. It was it was the perfect encap encapsulation well, of the moment. I swear to God, I saw some later picture and I didn't have time to investigate it. So if I'm I'm pumping a meme, I'm sorry, but there was actually a picture of Acosta like signing autographs with a MAGA hat on. Oh, I, I I saw a footage today. He didn't have a MAGA hat on, but I saw a footage today. Uh, of Acosta, you know, being a, a, a nice guy, taking pictures with people. Exactly. They had MAGA hats on. He's signing autographs. He's being an okay guy. 
Oh yeah, he was. He but felt for, very threatened. He all... felt very threatened. It was like being at a, an, an an Antifa rally in uh, in in, in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Portland. I got a, a friend. I got a friend who's up there. Uh, she's hanging out with the uh, uh, Proud Boys and that whole mm-hmm. uh, that whole crew. Patriot so prayer. yeah, so she'll be back. I think she uh, she flies home later on today. I expect to get a full update from her uh, tomorrow. We should have her we on the have show. Her on the show, definitely. That's what I'm saying. We I think, a little I think bit. Tim Pool's up there too. We're trying to get him. It's uh, it's getting crazy. It's getting crazy. Well, but like, listen, no one's no one's attacking uh, no one's attacking the press. No one is. Uh, and then like, and when when Trump calls when when Trump calls you out from for being fake, how about you show him? How about you? And it's tell report they can't. back. They can't. Facts. Okay, so the press is under all of this kind of threat, and their very lives are in danger. You know what would have been a great story for them to report this week? Huh. Two Democrats, I believe one from New York and one from somewhere else, were arrested for making credible threats to Rep. Steve Scalise and his family, and I believe it's Representative Smith. Those people are actually arrested and charged for credible threats to two members of the House of Representatives. Yeah. You saw that nowhere in the mainstream media. Nowhere. It is, uh, and and this is what the other we we I say it all the time. It's the great side effect of Trump is like you you see it now uh, in, in the coverage and and what they what they say is important. Here's the other one. Uh, this was great today. I was watching uh, the the Chris Wallace show on Fox. He had John Bolton on, mm-hmm. uh, and they keep trying to they keep trying to say the, the mainstream media, the, the press. They keep trying to say that. Donald Trump doesn't believe that Russia uh, attempted to interfere in the election because Donald Trump keeps saying, referencing uh, the Russian hoax, the Russian hoax, when clearly, in my mind, he's talking about the investigation into him and collusion. Right. It's, it's, it's abundantly clear. He feels the whole Mueller investigation is a witch hunt. I think he might have even used those words in the he past. Did. He did. I think a couple occasions, maybe, maybe. in a tweet or two. Ten, so twelve. It's obvious he's talking about that. And then these journalists are like, why? Why does Donald Trump keep uh, saying the, 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 the Russia, Russia hoax? Doesn't he know? He had his own people come out and do a press conference saying that Russia did attempt to interfere in the election. Why would Donald Trump deny this? And, and God bless John Bolton. God bless John Bolton. He was just like, it's abundantly clear, blah, 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 blah. But it's, it just sucks that you have to hold their hand. Uh, and walk them through, hey, your little bullshit lie isn't going to work. It's just not going to work, okay? So let's, let's, we're, we're talking about two different things. It's like, it's like, it, it's the same thing they're doing with the whole fake news. Oh my God. You, you want to know what other story they could have covered? Yeah, bring it. Diane Feinstein's driver in San Francisco in her home office for years while she was the head of the Senate Intelligence Committee is a Chinese spy. Sweet Lord in heaven. You haven't seen this? And oh th- that it's that quiet. Oh, I it's know. It's one of those Nowhere. it's one of those things that because Nowhere. there's no coverage of it you're like is this th- th- here's the deal you start thinking is this fake? Like I saw that on 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 Twitter, 
and I, I did a little San bit of Francisco research. Francisco station. But she was like, CBS San Francisco twenty years. But CBS San Francisco covered it, and it never got to CBS. Isn't what? that crazy? But isn't that crazy? He was a Chinese spy. That's really yeah. bad. Yes. And then she just and it's like kind and, of and like, Diane Feinstein. She's not like some junior level. Isn't she like on the Senate Intelligence Committee yeah, she or was like the head of it under Obama? It's ah, uh, and and her her driver was a spy. That's just for a long time. Twenty years, and I guess it's like ridiculous. five years ago, she was informed and forced him to retire, and then never said anything. So this is all just coming out now. Yeah, it's like those wacky packies who did all that uh, computer work for the DNC. Oh yeah, but I, that's, here's that's, the thing: that to me, obvi- obviously, it's the Russians. Obviously, it, it's the Russians. Well, who were those uh, Pakistani dudes who tried to flee the country? Don't they were they were good guys? They're good people. Don't even worry about that. They were they were moving money around. They were trying to flee the country. Shut up! It was the Russians. It was it was Vladimir Putin personally hacked uh, John Podesta. It's on. It's. It was a phishing email. That's not even a hack. I know it's. Uh, it's funny. But I got a video. I, mean, I can't wait are, to drop. Go ahead. Those are seriously two major stories. Crickets. Yes. Crickets. Yes, because you, it, it doesn't fit their agenda. How do you want my respect? How do you? The, those two things are really newsworthy. People are being arrested for credible threats to our elected representatives and their families. And the head of the Senate Intelligence Committee, who still sits on it, by the way, had a yeah. Chinese spy for a driver for 20 years that she used to send to functions at the Chinese consulate for her. Uh, it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's mind-boggling. It's jaw-dropping. Uh Oh, I'm just I'm just making some some notes. <laughs> I feel a it's vlog too, coming on. Great. I feel a vlog coming on. Well, yeah, I mean, how, how do you, how do you not report that? How, how, seriously, how how is that not front page news? And and the and the wacky packies who who did all the the work on the DNC computers. Oh, how I is know. that the, the only really good reporting on that? was being done by the Daily Caller. I think it's... Yeah. I have to look. I just lost And then name. someone Luke. someone said uh, recently, hey, if you work for the Daily Caller, you're not a journalist. You're not a journalist. Oh, but you and know it's, what? It's like how they're, they, they demonize Fox News. They're Now they're demonizing the Daily Caller. They've got to demonize anybody who thinks a story is important when they don't. Right. It's, well, it's just unbelievable. But you know what was a big story this week? Hmm. The museum had the temerity to make a t-shirt that had fake news on it. And yeah. the mainstream media lost their freaking minds. All I did was order three. Like, if that's making you mad, I'm buying one. I'm buying one. And then they pulled yeah. them under pressure, and said, we're so sorry. The press is not the enemy of the people. I'm like, oh my God, will you people stop apologizing? Stop! No, but, but, I, but I hear they're selling them again. 
Oh, they are. Yeah, the, whatever whatever website that was that was selling the 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 stop fake news blah blah blah. They're they're like they're selling up again. They actually stood up for themselves. Because they issued like, an we're... apology yesterday. Yeah. Oh, the the latest I heard is like, no, we're going to be inclusive. We're gonna. This is a part of freedom of speech. Blah blah blah. They actually did the right thing. Oh, I hope so, because that would make me feel so much better. I'm so sick of the groveling apologies. Sick of them. Yeah. I'm sick of the groveling apologies. Uh, I'm sick of the, it's, it's, we can have free speech, but you can't have free speech. We can be racist, but you can't be racist. It's like this, uh, this Korean girl, uh, who now works for the, oh man, oh man. And as of, uh, this morning, which I thought was just, was brilliantly done. It was one of those things where you're jealous when you see something that's like so, smart and it was right there and you didn't do it and someone else did candace owens took uh, a bunch of that uh that korean chick and that's what i'm gonna call her that korean chick i saw i saw a little clip of her is speaking in front of like a harvard class or something just seems stupid this chick just seems stupid uh candace owens took a bunch of this girl's old tweets old three years ago three years ago uh, took a bunch of her tweets and she replaced the word white with uh, with with black. Mm-hmm. And she took the word white and replaced it with uh, Jew. Mm-hmm. And uh, Twitter shut her down. Twitter, they sent her to Twitter jail uh, for, I guess, the day. But like, oh, oh, so it's offensive, is it? It's offensive, is it? And this well, whole, guess- here's another one that has me just like, oh my gosh, it has a bee in my bonnet. This whole thing where... It, because she's from Korea, because she's Asian, what she says about white people can't be construed as racist because she's not in a position of power. When you're on like, the New York editorial And you're board. like, bitch, is this a numbers game? Is this a numbers game? Like, like who, has, who has more power? Because I, I would make the argument that if, if, if it was Asians versus white people, uh, just from a, a numbers perspective, I think the Asians would win. Because well, yeah. there's, there's, there's so damn many of them. So, if anything, uh, it's impossible for white people to be racist against Asians. Huh, how about that? Well, it's not just that. If you are sitting on the New York Times editorial board, you have power. Yes. <laughs> and. I don't know how you can say she doesn't have more power than I do. Uh, the, the, listen, if and it boils down to this, and I've tried to come up with a way to say it clearly and concisely, and I think I'm close. But like, if you don't like somebody because of their race, uh, you're a racist. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you can't just go around going, you know, uh, you know, kill all white people. Well, I, that can't be racist because I'm. Because I'm not white, and there's and and they have the power. Okay, screw you. If forget you're you. only mean to old men of a certain race and get your jollies office off it, which this girl actually tweeted, um, you're a racist. Period. Yeah. It's, First of all, uh, you're no. an ageist and a racist and sexist because you're only picking on old men of a certain race. Yeah, and and and, and the other thing, and I will say this in in uh, this Korean chicks. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt that all of these tweets and stuff uh, I'm seeing out of context. 
I mean, you see the one tweet. It could have been that could have been the funniest punchline in the world. I should say yeah. that publicly. Like her thing about white people and their white skin and they should live underground. And I'm going to start calling them white goblins, whatever. That that might have been the end of a very very funny thread. Yeah, no, that might have been actually... like the funniest thing ever. However, when you when you just take it one tweet at a time, it looks bad. Well, it and looks... some people did pull the context and know that wasn't what it was about. It wasn't a joke. So. Well, and then once again, so now uh, we, we, we always think, oh, the New York Times, they lean left, they lean left. And occasionally, uh, the New York Times, in order to, to appear like fair and honest journalism, they will do a story. Like, they were the one that broke the Hillary's email story. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had any idea what they were doing. I don't know how that one, that one snuck through. But now, now you know. And here's the other thing. And I want, I'll kind of use this as a segue as we as we roll along. We're we're letting it rip today, you guys. <laughs> and I'm having a blast. Uh, their editorial page is always like when when's the last time you heard about the New York Times uh, doing a, a rah 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 pro Trump editorial? I can't remember one. I can't remember one. No, I. It's always it's it's anti Trump. It's anti conservative. And and now. It's oddly uh, pro-socialist. Well, very yeah, pro-socialist. I, I, oh my gosh! Hey, yeah, they had yeah the the communists had a better sex life. Hey, ladies, ever think about socialism? You'll have more orgasms. Like oh, the socialist system. Like hey, uh, it's becoming abundantly clear, everybody. That, that that's it's it's propaganda. Well, and it's and the neat thing about this is the Sarah girl. Um, yeah, Sarah Chong. When I click. To see who this was, because I had no idea. She has me, like, preemptively blocked. I've never interacted with this person. She used to write for Vice News and Tech and was probably involved in Gamergate. I was involved in none of that. And then I have another Twitter user that I've known for a really long time. We come from the completely opposite perspective on everything. He goes by the handle Left Dial. She has him blocked, and he's a progressive. Like, she's blocked three-quarters of Twitter. So I don't know well, who's going to read her stuff anyway. <laughs> well, in, in a weird way, it, it worked for the New York Times. They're getting a lot of free ads, you know, because we're talking about her. We're talking about their, their editorial yeah. page. However, the, the, danger in, the danger that I see is all this, this whole uh, uh, pro-socialism stuff. Yeah. Pro-socialism, pro-socialism as... As the nation gets dumber, as the nation gets, I just I just read an article, uh, a couple things that were very very striking, and this is just from the uh, our our the sky is falling uh, department. There's been a 280 percent increase in young Democratic Socialists of America clubs. They have seen a 280% increase since 2016. But I think in, 20, is... in 2016, they had 15 chapters in colleges across the country. 15. Mm-hmm. In, and now they have 57. And I they're, think it's like 40,000 people. Is what I read it's... now. Well, I, I listen. There is no pot of gold at the end of the socialist rainbow. No. None. There is well, no for some, for for people like Bernie, there is. Like he'll still well, have his lake house. You just won't have anything. Well, did you see they tried to whack uh, Maduro last night? 
Oh, did they? Down in Venezuela? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it if was... you were eating zoo animals, I'm thinking you might try to whack him. It was a wild piece of video. He's given a speech. It's like a big parade. Uh, and the, the army's all there, the National Guard, they're all in their uniforms, and they're all standing out in front. It's like the one, the, the, the classic, uh, you know, communist, socialist parades. Stalin, Everybody's Hitler, in uniform. Yeah, Castro, yeah. Whatever. And, and so yeah. Uh, Maduro's, give, <laughs> Maduro's given a speech, and I guess, and I, I, this, I never did thought about this one. This is actually a pretty good, someone had a drone. Uh, and the drone had C4, oh and it, de it detonated early. Oh. Uh, they didn't get it all the way to the stands uh, where Maduro was giving a speech, but you see the coverage of him giving the speech, and then boom, the camera shakes, and then everyone around him reacts, and these guys come up, and they, they put up like these shields, uh, and then this one like little douchey little army guy makes a big show of standing by Maduro. I will protect you, El General, or whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's what you get w with socialism. You get a bunch of starving people, and you now really we're at the angry. phase who get very angry. And now we're at the phase of uh, uh, let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. They're going to try to kill him. So uh, there you have it. Yay! So, so this whole idea, and it's like this uh, this other dumb chick from Queens who, uh, like, I, I I don't know about globalism. I don't know global geo global politics. Well, then why are you running for? Pol and what, what did your what was your major in college? Or Tez or T? I don't even know that girl's name. Alexandra Ocasio Ortez. Yes. yes. Oh, I'm glad you remembered it. And, and another great article. Uh, that a buddy of mine sent to me that I, it was written in the National Review by this dude, uh, Victor Davis Hansen. Mm -hmm. uh, it's talking about the the growing divide in America. It's got one of those real clickbaity kind of, you know, the here comes the Civil War. Uh, but he said something that really uh, stuck out at me uh, about college life and campus life. And he's like, history, this is, uh, I'm trying to quote it here, history became a melodramatic game of finding sinners and saints. Mm -hmm. rather than share, uh, shared tragedy. And that is one of those times where the dude just put put the hammer, boom, right down, hit it yeah. right on the head. History became a melodramatic game of finding sinners and saints rather than shared tragedy. Mm -hmm. That is the problem. Everyone, it, it seems to me, and granted, I'm biased. I, I look at my clips. I try to look at everything. But like college life now, and, and it's like white people ruined everything and here's the problem with this and this war is that guy's fault and this thing is this guy's fault however we should focus more on the shared tragedy of events mm -hmm. they're they're literally <clears throat> uh, teaching people like just like listen things are bad and here's who to blame and and now we need to to get even uh, and now and uh it's just it's an assault uh, it's an it's assault on game, reason is what it, it is. It really is. Yeah. Okay, so when, when you are now looking at the third wave feminist movement and you are seeing in Europe and certain blue states here that women are being booted out of the movement because they don't believe male to female trans people 
are really women. So then you're called a TERF and you're not allowed at the party anymore. So you're an actual woman who's not allowed to be a feminist. What? It's, there's no, it, yes, there's no logic there at all. None. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's, I wanted to, I wanted to start crumbling. I want it to implode a little faster than it is. Cause right now it's, it's for me, it's, uh, it, it's a race. It's a race between the, the implosion of the far left and the rising popularity of socialism. Listen, the government is not going to uh, save you, and yeah. identity politics is never going to work because it's uh -uh. never going to be equal, and it just keeps getting uh, reduced uh, farther and farther. Did you see Cory Booker the other day? Oh, my God. Had that big sign up. Walls don't work. Tear them all down. No walls in Mexico. No walls in Israel. No, like, oh, really? So you want to tell Israel to, to, to tear down their wall? Okay. Why don't you go over there and say it, buddy? I, uh, the Cory Booker guy and his oh, his melodramatic, overacting, fake tears. And, and here's the funny thing about Cory Booker, and I enjoy watching him. He thinks he's so good. He thinks he's such a powerful speaker. It's hilarious. It's hilarious to watch him try so hard to be dramatic. He gives me hives. Like, I literally oh. break out in hives when I listen to him because I get so irritated. But oh, he, here's here's he a horrifying the, story. Here's oh, a horrifying sorry. story, and this goes to the whole uh, socialism thing, and socialized medicine, and and the government will get dole out your health care. There's these growing cases in these uh, these these countries like uh, the Netherlands, mm -hmm. where they have these right to die and uh, euthanasia, where they're euthanizing people uh, against their will. Oh, this has been a huge problem in England. It huge. is terrifying. No, they just... My, if, my if buddy you're... sent me an article about this lady in the Netherlands who had dementia. Yeah, no, they just stopped feeding them. I'm not kidding. Uh, th no, no, that would be what that would be one form of horror uh, that, th that they do. This, this poor old lady was literally fighting for her life, and the doctor had the family hold her down they came in and they gave this old woman a uh, cup of coffee and mm -hmm. the cup of coffee had uh, a sedative in it so she'd be easier to kill and she must have known some part of her she's she's got dementia uh some part of her must have been uh, aware that this is this is a setup so she refused the coffee and that's when the doctor went and said, I'm going to give you this injection. Oh, no, you're not. And then the doctor's like, well, hold her down, family. So uh, the family held down mom uh, while they administered a uh, lethal dose of no more mama. Terrifying. This old lady's fighting for her life. She doesn't want to go. Uh, and they all they all gang up and they and they and it's murder. And so now the whatever the medical board in the, the Netherlands is looking into it. And this ain't the first time. Oh no, no, they're just, they're uncovering all kinds of the. They uncovered that in um, infants in the UK. They uncovered that in the elderly patients with dementia and other similar types. And and I mean, just look at the high profile ones with Charlie Gard, Alfie Evans, and 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 those kids. They Ugh. literally had 
machines breathing for them, they yank out those machines and the kids literally suffocate to death. I mean, it's, it's excruciating. And like everybody, oh, let's have nationalized healthcare. Nationalized healthcare, without a doubt, comes with rationing. Without a doubt. There are not infinite resources, and the worst doctors you can have are employed by the government. It It, totally takes uh, takes medical innovation out of the game. It takes everything out of – what's the last great, last great medical invention that came out of the UK? Yeah, exactly. None. When's the last great medical invention that came out of Sweden? Canada? Nothing. No, Israel and the it's, United States pretty much lead that that field. So it's uh, it's 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 terrifying. There ain't no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and then it's uh, big government is never the answer. And then here's here's the other one that I just want to make sure that I I debunk in a, in a comedic fashion. Hopefully today, uh, I just this is kind of out of the blue. With Trump's with, with the roaring economy and the record unemployment and the the GDP is at four point one blah 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 and all these uh, jackholes on on CSN and MSNBC they keep saying well he inherited Obama's economy he inherited Obama's yeah. economy and it's, and, and, it's then, it. <laughs> and it's then right yeah it's then that I want to smash cut to Obama when he's He's out giving a speech uh, for Hillary Clinton. You know, he's trying to get uh, Hillary elected president. And he's talking about he's talking about how Donald Trump can never make these. He's like Donald Trump says he's going to make all these jobs. Donald Trump says he's going to bring our economy back. How's he going to do that? A magic wand? Does he have a magic wand? And he gets a big gets a big laugh. But to me, that's that's just proof positive that Obama had. He thought it was unsolvable. Well, and Obama you can't, lost. You can't say you can't say that Trump inho- inherited Obama's roaring economy when Obama himself was <laughs> stymied by it and only thought it could be fixed with magic. Well, last statistic I saw is during the Obama years, we lost over 160,000 whatever million whatever it was manufacturing jobs since yes. Trump's comes into came into office we've added 370 it's the numbers it, don't add up it's, no at all and it's, and it's too and the and the and the media and this goes back to the beginning of our show and the whole fake news and the Jim Acosta and CNN blah 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 for, for those eight years everybody kept telling it's going good boy he 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 yeah, uh, Obama got a, a he, he got dealt a bad hand uh from George Bush but boy oh boy we're coming back these numbers are good. These numbers are good, you guys. These are good numbers. Doesn't stimulate the economy. Tons of regulation, an increase in taxes, all of those things contract the economy and contract business. What did the Republicans and Donald Trump do? They cut taxes, cash repatriated. Companies actually make investments. They bring things back, which creates it's, jobs. This had nothing to do with And it's not that hard Obama. to figure out. And it's not that hard to figure no. out. Oh my gosh, this big giant bureaucracy is in the way. Get I have more faith way. in the American people than I have in big government. So let's mm-hmm. get big government out of the way. And boom, it's our. I've said it before on the show. Our the the way our society this this wonderful republic works. It's idiot proof. It's idiot proof. If you've got a crappy idea for a for a a, a product, you're not going to sell it. 
and you're going to go away. If you've got a good idea, you'll thrive. Let's like make Apple. it easier for more ideas. Like Apple, like Elon Musk, and oh my gosh, this is another great segue. It's in terms of bad products and good products, uh, and and the, and the government. Like NASA is talking about, hey, we're going back to the moon. They're going to retire the International Space Station uh, in like 2024, what are they something like do that. With it? <laughs> who knows? Are they gonna blow who it knows? up? I mean, I... maybe they'll sell it at a NASA <laughs> yard sale or something. Back? Well, first know. of all, we can't even we can't even get to it yet unless we're <laughs> hitching a ride on a rocket uh, on a Russian rocket, right. right? So let's let's not offend Russia too much, or we can't get to the freaking space station we have paid for. Anyway, NASA's like, we got new rockets, and we're going to go to the moon, and Trump's talking about we're going to have a space force, and blah, blah, blah. Then it finally occurred to some genius at NASA, they don't have space suits. What? They, they have, they, they're running out of space suits. I'm not even kidding you, because we've had a couple of shuttles blow up, and you lose, like, beyond the, the loss of human life. You can't you really recover the spacesuits. You use the space. So they're down to a handful of spacesuits. Those things were designed in like the 1970s. No one has updated them. And NASA has, since the, the, the late 1990s or the mid-1990s, NASA has blown through $200 million in research and development funds for new spacesuits. And they got nothing to show for it. Wow. Nothing. Yeah, so that's what big government gets you. So nothing. Uh, NASA is calling up Elon Musk and uh, the dude from Virgin Galactic, Branson. Like, hey, what, what are you guys using for spacesuits? And Elon Musk is like, well, we got a couple we're using. So it's like, let private companies do it. The big government is always too slow. They're going to waste your money. Uh, it's going to disappear. Letting private companies educate our children. You should be letting private companies build the roads. You should. There's a whole lot of things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you've got but a good roads. product, it'll sell. Yeah. But, but my road, I wrote a thing. And I just thought this was funny, so I'm giving it a plug on the podcast. Uh, this Polish dude who invented uh, vagina beer. No. Like, to me, the comedy of it, it's a horrible idea. It's, it's a horrible, horrible idea. idea. And and this is what I tried to focus on in the piece, and I'm going to be talking about it on stage. I'm going to be doing stand-up uh, Wednesday night at the Comedy and Magic Club. Like, I, I always think this is hysterical because, like, this was this guy's dream. This was, like, you're you're a moron. Now, everybody's supposed to have you – can, you can have a dream. This is <laughs> – no one would help this guy out. He tried to crowdfund it. No one would do it because when you would at, at the pitch meeting, you're like, oh, it's going to be it's going to be beer, but I'm going to use a bacteria that I'm going to scrape out of a woman's vagina. No. And everybody's like, OK, I'm done. OK, I'm meeting's done. Over. like as the soon as you said over. that, I got this little yeah, just a little bit of vomit in the back of my throat. I'm leaving now. Yeah. Ugh. So but he convinced someone else. That's the hilarious part. He got one anonymous donor to give him. <laughs> like 10,000 crookedy crooks or, or Euro blonglos. And he, they, so the guy's done it. He's, he's made it. <laughs> and and he can drink it. Yes. Him and his buddy. Him and his buddy. And like his, his, his I hope his buddy is like a, a, a bajillionaire. Cause it, my heart would break if it's just like some farmer guy in some Eastern European country who's saved all his life. 
And then he has to come home and tell his wife. He's like, darling, I, I think I have solved our financial crisis. Oh I think I know our ship has come in. What did you do? Invest in gold? Silver? Biochips? No. Vagina beer. And in boy, which case he'd get hit in the head with a skillet. <laughs> yes. Every yes. woman just Clang. knows that's a bad idea. <sighs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It just, but you just there is. <laughs> go ahead. It goes back to what we always say. It's the Jurassic question. The Jurassic posit is just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, artificial intelligence developers. Uh, all of this just stuff. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> Good point. Good point. But uh, under that... Uh, there's there's more good news coming. Oh, okay. We got to have some good news to, to to bring us home. This one blew me away. I got I got to thank my buddy. Uh, my my buddy Ari is is sending me all kinds of articles. I'm on I'm on some mailing list and mm -hmm. and, and I'm digging it and I'm digging it. Uh, you see all these products for low T. I didn't even like know low T was a thing. But there's like testosterone creams. Uh, you can use Pills, dudes are injecting gels. Yeah. Yeah, but but they're like super dangerous. But all these dudes, all these guys, these older dudes, you know, they want they want higher T. I want higher T. Doctor mm -hmm. says they got low T. I want higher T. You can really have rage incidents. Make you and there's a lot of bad side effects with right. these testosterone. Guess what can increase your testosterone like two hundred percent if you're a dude having more sex. Well, yes, okay. that is one. Is That's this like Family Feud, where I gotta guess them in order? Or... <laughs> no, I just found I, I find this incredibly interesting. But but you what are partially correct. If it, with with testosterone, it's it's definitely either you you use it or you lose it. How direct sunlight? Really? Di whip your balls out in the sun, dudes. They have found that sunlight. Increases testosterone levels to like 160%. Now, there's a certain bandwidth of the kind of light. It's it's uh it's not UV, but it's it's red light. It's in the 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 band that that's you know we get from the sun, We're like Superman. But red light, this dude from Men's Health uh, tried this experiment, uh, and he bought like this specialized because you know he he's he's not a nudist or whatever. He can't go outside and you know whip his junk out right. in the sunlight. So it's a special red lamp, and like when he's writing his articles for Men Health, he would expose his nards to, oh <laughs> to red God. light for like twenty minutes. Two hundred percent increase in testosterone. Two hundred percent. That helps you build muscle mass, helps you lose weight, helps your metabolism. I'm not even Mental, lying. Everything keeps everything. you from getting the moob. Yes, yes. Nobody <laughs> wants that. Nobody wants so, the moob. If you should run into me on the street, and I spontaneously whip out my nards, it's be it's because I want to be healthy. It's, it's there's nothing sexual about it. Oh, it's just okay. Want to take care of me? Maybe you should just buy the red lamp. No, <laughs> no. I mean, maybe. <laughs> just a thought. Just a thought. Why buy? Why buy the red lamp when you can walk down Fifth Avenue with your junk swinging up? No, the dude tried that in Planet Fitness and got kicked out. There's no red light in, in Planet Fitness. No, no, there he just no. got naked. He whipped his junk out. 
Yeah, maybe yeah. he was a Spartan. Maybe he wanted to bring back the the glory days of ancient Greece. I don't know. Everyone, here's some more good news because I love it. Uh, I don't know if you were a fan of the old Star Trek: The Next Generation. I don't know if you were a fan of Patrick Stewart, but every Star Trek's fan dream came true. They're going to do another uh, Star Trek series with Captain Jean-Luc Picard. I did Patrick see that. Stewart just signed on board. And I have a yeah. dear, dear friend who thinks he's the sexiest man alive, so I, of course, immediately put it up to her on Facebook and said, try not to get too excited. Try. Patrick Stewart is pretty awesome. And if you ever, ever want to treat yourself, ladies and gentlemen... Go on to YouTube and search uh, Patrick Stewart quadruple take. And it's a wonderful piece of video that he made with his uh, his girlfriend or his girl companion, uh, whatever. And Patrick Stewart is so completely baked. He is just... He, he's, he's in the middle of a very, very pleasant experiment with marijuana, which I think he does a lot. And he's telling his girlfriend, who's recording him on her phone, that a lot of actors can do a, a, a spit take, and that's easy. A lot of There's a few actors that can do a triple take, but only a great Shakespearean actor like himself can do a quadruple take. And to watch this fine, fine English-trained actor, stoned out of his mind, doing a quadruple take and giggling... Uh, like a 14-year-old, it's hilarious, and it's heartwarming, (laughs) and it's good. It proves they're just like us. Kidding. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I don't, I I have no idea uh, about, uh, about that, uh, that guy's personal politics, but it's, uh, I just find it entertaining, and they're just laughing and giggling, and they're having a great time. Uh, It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I thought I lost you for a second. The, no. the the silence was deafening. Deafening. There was screeching going on, and I was trying to um, figure out what the origins were, and if I needed uh, to get involved. Back to the gypsy reunion. Um, it's um, it's it all there. Seems to have stopped now. <laughs> yes. Maybe another adult got yes. involved. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm Hopefully the main one. You're the you're the you're the you're the main gypsy in charge. I'm the main aunt gypsy, yes. Well, it was a very, I'm going through my notes to make sure that I uh, I got everything that I could get. I thought the video this week was just hilarious. I really I thought that one would would do better. Uh, the 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 vlog, <clears throat> the the Joe Scarborough thing. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna do more of them, you guys. Not not this week, but soon. I got that Elvis wig on, and I've given Joe an over-the-top Southern Ohio accent. And, man, it just makes me laugh so hard. And it's one of those things where this is going to be big. This is going to be big. And uh, you guys just, you punted on it. So, hey, that's fine. That's fine. You're allowed, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to do that. Okay. What a show. What a great time. So to recap... Everybody's all about the press. We can, we dig it. We want journalists. We don't want opinions in our journalism. Uh, if you've good, uh, if you've got a good idea, we want to make it easy for you to sell it. 
That's the wonderful thing about capitalism. Socialism's never the answer. And that's the, that's the ironic thing. You know, like when they talk about Paul Ryan and they do ads where he's pushing an old lady in a wheelchair off a cliff. Uh, socialism, where you get to hold down your mom as, the, as your doctor from the Netherlands uh, kills her. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Capitalism is the way to go. Free markets. It's all wonderful. Oh! Oh, and I made a new friend on Facebook. I'm not going to say anything yet. This person sent me a friend request. I accepted it. We'll see what happens. It could be big news. This could be an interview in the future. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, very much okay. Are you going to tell so, me when we hang up? I certainly will. <laughs> I certainly will. So, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I'm, I'm going through. Uh, we didn't get to a couple things, but it's, it's, it's good. It's an embarrassment of riches, you guys. You're always going to get more than you pay for because right now you're not paying anything. <laughs> Go to theloftestparty.com. Read my amazing review. My my take on uh, on this dude's invention of vagina beer. Uh, there's a couple of there, there's great articles there all the time. There's new videos. The podcast is there. Everything is there. Theloftestparty.com. Be our friends. Thanks for liking. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sharing the video. Oh, and I'll ask you this: go to you uh, go to uh, iTunes. Give us a little review. Click on some of those stars. It's all an algorithm. We, we know that Facebook's an algorithm, YouTube, all of it, all of it, all of it. So your interaction really, really helps, and we appreciate it. Okay, we will see you guys next week on another episode of The Loftus Party Podcasting. Podcasting.